Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Palm Wine Central. I'm your host, Uncle AK. Got my other host with me, boss man, Aziz. What's up, bro? Yo, it's been too long. It's been too long, man. It's listen, been too long, man. Let me just say this right now. Before you listen, I mean, as you listen to this right now, there's a previous episode that we were supposed to drop that we didn't drop. That move must have dropped by the time you listen to this. Like a part two to the other one, you know what I mean? The other one was a lot of, you know, sporting stuff. So we're going we're gonna to hit, you know, a little bit of, yeah, we're just going to pick up from where, you know, we left off the last time. But before we do that, you know what I mean? We're going to, you know, touch upon what we've been doing for the past two to three weeks and shit like that. So, yeah, man, before we get started, though, got to, you know, give a shout out to our sponsors, SITM Podcast. Hey. Them, you know what I mean? This episode is powered by them. Go follow them and also follow us to an all- social platforms and streaming platforms at um, PWC Cast or Palm Wine Central. Yeah, I know you can spell, man, so just do it. Wow. With us today, bro, we got a returning, you know, visitor. Is even, can we even say visitor, bro? Like, you know, he's part of the PWC clan, man. You know what I mean? He's part of the ecosystem. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, he could cook, and he could cook his ass off, too, if you don't know. He's in the kitchen for real, for real. Y'all let me know, man. I might have to fill in for Joe while he's gone, so. Hey! <laughs> Accepting applications. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm with it, dog. You know what I mean? Listen, man. Hey, this is how people connect. This is how we connect. Nah, that's how we connect. And I definitely got some viewers that I've definitely told from the times I was on that are very intrigued and probably have some things they would like to showcase, so. We can definitely talk about it more on the podcast or afterwards, and let's see if we can make it happen. We ain't talking shit. We already sealed it. <laughs> Welcome, my third member, Tayo. Hey, <laughs> go. <laughs> what is good? What's good? You know what I mean? Man, we in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? What's good, though? What's good, though, fam? I heard you guys were out there marrying me, you know what I mean? Spinning Porsches and stuff. Police <laughs> and stuff, man. Y'all was dressed, swagged out, iced out. Talk to me, bro. You might have did a little bit of that and met a few Dominicans, Ooh. Africans, Ooh. Mexicans. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, what was the occasion, man? What was the occasion? What took you guys down to Miami so deep, man? So it was my friend Vincent, aka Ni, aka Dr. JJ. Uh, he's getting married uh, beginning of September. So we threw a basically a surprise bachelor uh, party uh, for him for the weekend. Uh, it was lovely. He thought he was going to Atlanta to see a friend, but we ended up bringing him to Miami. And the whole experience was wonderful from the time he landed. I mean, the trip was really to make sure he enjoyed throughout the whole process. And us being there uh, was just like, you know, adding on to, you know what I'm saying, his experience. So uh, we got to shout out Dr. JJ, because if not for him, none of this would have been, been possible. And then, and then Mr. Charles, too. Charles, is a, um, he was one of our coordinators on the, on, the, on, the, on the moves. He, one of the guys that really brought everybody together to make this happen. So we got to- Give, give, give shout outs to my man Charles as well. You know, he, he held it down. But yeah, it was love, man. That's basically what it was, you know? Someone getting ready to get married, thinking you're going to see a friend, and then all your boys show up from different parts of the country or another country for one of them. And 
we all, you know, congregate, come together and collaborate and just, you know, black excellence. That's that's the best way to put it. Black excellence. What are pictures, oh, bro? Man, you gotta see the Airbnb, bro. I gotta send some videos at the spot. Oh, for sure, for sure. Ooh. Aziz got a couple out. You know, we, we, we got some pictures of the place and some group photos. So for sure, we definitely get those out. Loving it, man. Listen, man. They say it's summertime. People are going outside. Outside is expensive. Bro, what was it like spending money out there? Was it like, I don't care? Was it like, yo, man, let me let me spend a little bit. i save up a little bit for tomorrow for, you know what I mean? Like, what was it like, bro? Man, quiet is kept. I, I frequent Miami, man. That's my second house. <laughs> I don't care. I'm there already. So my boys coming through is an added bonus. Right. Hey man. Yeah, it was it was it was lit. I wouldn't say it was like breaking your pocket and it's like, oh, we just don't give it. I mean, because we 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 came in as a, we had a solid group. It was about like 12 of us. So for the most of part, we all kind of like held our weight, you know, as a group as together. So one person was short, you know, we'll we'll pick it up. But for the most part, um I think for me personally, I um I don't feel like it was something out of out of the ordinary of what I'm used to of spending. So, um, and um, and like I said, bringing Aziz on the team as well, that definitely helped when it came to finding spots, conveniency and price wise, so we know what we're heading into. So um, it was it was pretty good. It was only maybe like one instance when we were there and we got to a spot and we were like, whoa. And everybody was like, all right, let me take a recheck real quick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> guys were like, all right, how much? Does that include table or is that just to that time? <laughs> That's where your accent yeah, comes out. Accent comes out. <laughs> Shout out to Tayo, man. We had a blast. As a matter of fact, we were the last two people to leave Miami. We won't yeah. say why we stayed longer. We'll just say we were the last two people to leave. Yes, Miami. <laughs> For those that have never been there, it is a real thing where you think you're leaving at a certain time and you end up extending because Miami's like, you're not ready yet. So that's what happened. Yeah, the come down effect coming back to the area is, is different too. Like it, you definitely it, 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 was, oh, it was a big difference, big difference. I mean, the scenery, the palm trees, you know, you got people growing coconuts in the back of your house, got mangoes, like... I mean that might the Miami vibe. It reminds me so much of being back home in Nigeria because I mean you literally saw like chickens on the road. You had like chickens outside, some Airbnbs waking up. Like so, it was a real like tropical kind of like you know beach kind of area vibe, and and I loved every every last bit of it. Like you know, shout out to Little Haiti, Little Haiti, hey. West Palm Beach next time, man. We gotta check it out, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mess out, you know, mess with our Haitians out there. But you ever been down in Miami, AK? You, you've once, but I can't remember that stuff, man. Oh, so we can't remember. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It was one of those experiences where you know, what I mean, like it was just party, 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 bro. Like from night to day, day to night, son. Like, and it was just three days, oh. so we had to just put it all on the line, son, and barely made it back. <laughs> Barely made it back, and like, yeah, the whole flight slept the whole way. Right. Even the ride back home, bro, I was still knocked right. out. So, definitely got to go back, yeah, though. Definitely, definitely go back. 
We need an SITM trip out there. That'll be dope. You know, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but yo, son, lately, I mean, of late, though, there's been a lot on the news, son. Like, a lot, man, from the Haitian president getting killed to, you know, Brazil, you know, Italy. Um, no, what, what am I saying? Brazil, Argentina, and Italy, Britain. The Olympics, you know what I mean, son? How y'all feeling about all this stuff, man? Let's start with Britain versus Italy. Did y'all watch that game? Oh, for sure. Uh, Who was y'all going for from the jump? I was going with Britain. I felt like they had the home crowd. They at home. I'm like, they they got to take it for for England. But I knew Italians are stubborn. They got they got some they got they got good defense. So I knew if they scored first, that it was going to be a tough battle for for England. But luckily, they were able to score first very quickly. And it looked like they had control of the game for like about the whole first half, about five, 10 minutes in the second half. And then Italy just took over from like 60 minutes. And I mean, even in the overtime, I felt like England was being kind of like hesitant in some of their moves and the, you know, the, the way the wings were flowing, Sterling and the, and the, and the, and the backs, it just wasn't, you know, it, they just couldn't make something happen. And then Harry Kane was nowhere really to be found in that like extra time. So it was it was it was a crazy but very interesting match. I mean, the scoreline one one. People might think like, uh, but there were a lot of chances that were created and a lot of you know, um, the the game within the game that was being played. If you saw between the players and what was going on, so I loved it. I loved it. And then to end it off with penalties, I mean, there's no better other way. Both keepers, both players, you know, put their best forth. It's just sad that you know. You know, the, the African brothers and the black brothers just happen to be the ones that happen to miss. And the whole turnout of, against that, I mean, England, they, I mean, over there, when it comes to them compared to America, it's not the same. We're still like way worse. But I mean, when you when you when you have a topic like sports national team and then you now bring in the matter, it's like it's a whole different scenario. And. At the end of the day, it really comes from the fans just really being like, you know, strong England fans. But at the same time, you have to be professional in the way you express yourself. Like, no, you know, this is someone's wife, kid, father. You know, you just can't be doing that. That doesn't that didn't England didn't really show its class at the end when it came to losing the match. And Italy, you know, it showed theirs because it was like brawls and a lot of stuff going on outside outside of the match, the theater, fans beating up on, on one another. This is all before the whole thing came out about the uh the whole uh push against the players that missed the penalty so it was a lot of aftermath after the game but i think in all in all it it's, it's ended up being a, a still a good event it was some good to watch i mean truthfully me and soccer have a love-hate relationship i saw the i saw the semifinal though because i was with tayo and a bunch of the other guys so i saw the penalty shootout and that was exciting mm. But I did not see the final because I think <laughs> I was out that day. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it was on Sunday, so I don't know if you're still in Miami yeah. or not. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gotcha. sure, man. I was rooting for England, man, the whole way, bro. Like they were playing the game. My, my head, I'm like, dog, you guys are not Chelsea, dog. You guys are not Chelsea. Stop acting like you guys are Chelsea right now. You guys cannot pack hey, the bus, but, bro. But, they but Chelsea ended up winning the Champions League, so they did something right. 
But I mean, I'm saying, you know, like they like they would try to pack the bus, like as Chelsea, you know, would normally do. Like Chelsea would score one goal and everybody right. goes back. They just pack the entire back, bro. You cannot break that defense. And that's what England is trying to do. You know what I mean? But then you look at the Italian squad, bro. Question, why the fuck all them dudes look so old, man? Let me tell you. They're old. They're old. Chiellini, that guy's played yeah, in like four euros. Old. They got like, mad, mad experience, bro. You know what I mean? So I felt like what? I had way better advantage than, you know, the English squad. But I was still rooting for the English squad. The only difference, sure, man. For sure. The English squad is packed with Man U players and Arsenal players and oh no, look at them. Yeah. When you look at the um, you know the Eng- um, Man U stats and Arsenal stats from you know this past season, it's trash, bro. It sucks. You know what I mean. So, but anyways, them brothers, man, kudos to them, man. How the hell are you gonna leave the entire game not play these guys and then wait to the last minute? Put all the you know black brothers and ask right. them. That's what make sense to me, right? You know what I mean? It's like in the winter time, you go outside. There's a lot of snow. In your car, you just hop in the car, and you drive off. Like, what the fuck you think you are? Like, this dude's having them warmed up. You know what I mean? They're still like, and right. all that stuff, bro. That's like, what I, that's what I felt. They didn't get into a rhythm before they could even exactly take the penalty. So you know. They literally subbed them in last minute of the second extra time, like 119th minute. They barely, the, the commentators were even saying they don't even know if they're going to be able to sub them in because the time was was so close. Yeah. So that just, you know, it, it kind of raised the flag. And in my opinion, I don't know why Sterling didn't take a penalty kick. Nah, I mean, I, th- I believe he was still on the pitch. No, he was I not. Like, he, you know, know, he got subbed. He got subbed. Oh, for, he got uh, subbed. Okay. Yeah, for either Rashford or the other kid. So right for, not, okay, yeah. or Sancho. Yeah. Okay. But my question was, why didn't they let the black folks take the penalty kicks first? Why didn't let them go first? Why didn't let Rashford go first? Why didn't let um um the other kids, is it Sacco, go first? Yeah, Sancho, Sancho yeah. Yes, yeah. Should I let them go first? But anyways, man. AK is so happy to have somebody that watches soccer. <laughs> when I saw Pickford save that last penalty from Italy, I felt like, man, this is England's chance to redeem themselves. They missed you know. two penalty kicks. But for me, as a football fan, I could tell, like, even the commentators, I didn't I didn't even know the last player for England that played until that time happened, that he was a teenager, West African kid. And when I'm hearing all of this live and I'm watching it and I'm like, he has the whole nation country on his back, which yep. is one penalty. He didn't even play during the match. I, I just felt like that was way too much pressure for him. And then seeing yep. the penalty kick, the approach, I mean, he did like a, he tried to do like a stutter step, but the keeper was, you know, he still held his ground. And I mean, you know, it was just, you just got to give, you just got to give, cap your hat off to the keeper. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, was it um, Buffon has been holding it down for like the last twenty years for Italy. So this guy comes up, comes around, and you know, it's like they just pass the baton. Like, hey, man, mm-hmm. you're the next one. Because yep. apart from apart from the penalties, there were times in the matches that he had some key saves as well. So people tend to look at goalkeepers as an old penalty. He did his job. Nah, during this the match, he was also holding up. So you got to give him his credit as well. Amen. I always look at sport as a round, as, you know, something that's round. Today, it might be you. Tomorrow, it might be the next person. The right. other dog might be the top dog. 
and vice versa, son. So you never know. But another, you know, interesting game that also took place was um, uh, Brazil versus Argentina. Son, that 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 goal from uh, what's his name, Di Maria. Yeah, bro, that joint was nice. Oh yeah, the chip was. That joint was nice. As if oh, you yeah, watch the sport, lovely. man. I'm telling you, bro. It's it's. And the, and, the, and the thing about it was like, if I'm not mistaken, it was the same tournament. It was a match earlier in the group stage, Brazil and Colombia, tight match, and Colombians felt like the refs and stuff were favoring Brazil when it came to fouls and penalties. So seeing that final match, it was just like all the marbles were on the table, and I think the referees actually did a good match, like. Because, you know, Brazil was the host nation. So, you know, they tend to get favoritism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, but I really felt Argentina's defense, they were ready. Like, met, like Neymar didn't really have too much space to dribble like he normally does. And that was very key. And and um, I felt like the um, the wingers, Messi and Di Maria and them up forward, they were really able to spread out and, you know what I'm saying, create space. And that was how the, the goal came up. So, I mean, I'm a big Messi fan. So this this, in my mind, was like, I mean, this is like, to me, this is what, what settled him. Like, you know, GOAT status, he got the national, you know, trophy with the team. You know, they beat all odds. What can you say? In Brazil, you know, that, they're like a rival country as well. And, you know, this, mind you, this is the year that the, um, Diego Maradona passed. So, like, all of that weight being held on Argentina and to see them finally come through, like, 26 years. It, it, it was a wonderful scene. It was a wonderful sign. And even seeing the the um the respect that Neymar and Brazil players gave Argentinians, it was it was very it was very high class. And then throwing Messi in the air is like, come on, what, what do you expect? Like being in four finals, coming up short, and then finally winning. So it, it it was a great it was a great thing to see. And then um it was a good game. It was it was a good game. Brazil had chances to come back as well. So I mean. I mean, I always tell people, if you look at it on paper, Brazil definitely had the more talent. I mean, if you go down all the names, I think at the end when they were comparing the two squads, they were like, oh, only PSG and Barcelona. Those are like the only two top stars they had for uh, Argentina. When you look at Brazil, you got like six, seven different clubs of players. So, but at the end of the day, it's not really by talent. You can really tell like the continuity of the teams really came, really came to play in part at the end, so. It was a good match, man. I I, I loved it. I, I I didn't I didn't follow the tournament as heavy as the Euros. I was mainly yeah. watching Argentina, but uh, that was that was a good that was a good final, man. So I mean, I shouldn't even ask you this question then. But I'm gonna ask anyways. Who's a who who's a better player, Messi or Ronaldo? Come on, you already know it's Messi. <laughs> <laughs> it's Messi. So the thing the thing about it is that this is from actual players in the league from different European leagues clubs. They say when they prepare for Ronaldo that, okay, pressure him, rush him, give him any space. When you're playing Ronaldo, don't give him any space and, and you can hold him down. When you play against Messi, they say all you can do is pray. So you can clearly see the difference in <laughs> yeah. the two. Yeah. One is like take away space. Another one is like pray to God that I hope something goes wrong. So <laughs> I think that shows enough of the, the two talents of the two, but – this, I mean, Ronaldo got his Euro, you know, the last one. Messi got his. So they both have one one with the national team. So, but um, I, I still give Messi that edge. I give him the edge. What do you think, Aziz? Not by much, but I'll, I'll put him ahead. Uh, so I don't watch as much. I know both of them, though. Uh, I say Messi too. I say Messi okay. too. I think his skills. 
Yeah, I think his skill set separates him a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I, I, although, I, I, although I think Ronaldo is the total package. And if you put them neck in front of layman's, every Ronaldo, just because he looks better. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, think I, I can understand by that. <laughs> I think, I think um, one thing that I like about Messi the most is you could put any play around him. And he'll make that player like flourish, bro. Like he'll just make them shine, bro. Like, every player, even even Neymar, Neymar himself. Like remember when Neymar was in Barcelona, bro? Like right. Neymar was that player, son. And then he left right. Barcelona, and he's just he's just Neymar, bro. <laughs> it's just another. Right. You know, yeah, with PSG, you can see Neymar is trying to do so much because he doesn't have a player like Messi that you know. Yeah. A lot, and I think the thing about Messi that gets underrated is that. When they look at Messi and Ronaldo, the, the thing that they always talk about is like attacking, scoring, striker position. But a lot of people don't forget the passing that Messi has. And the passing skill that Messi has, look at who was in front of him. When he first joined, he had Ronaldinho that he was on the bench watching to learn from passing. He had a great like Xavi that he got to learn passing and then Iniesta. So I feel like his passing game is highly underrated and that's that thing that you said that no matter who you put around him, I think it's for the fact that his passing skill and dribbling is so well that no matter who you put in him, so far as you're in the right position, he will give you the ball and put you in a position to score. Yeah, man. Man, enough about soccer, man. Let's 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 let's, let's bring Aziz to the fun, man. Aziz, bro. <laughs> no, I appreciate I appreciate the education. What you can do, man, just text me the uh, the YouTube channel with the highlights. That's how I'll get started. <laughs> I'm not sitting there and watching men kick the ball. <laughs> hey, yo, bro. I can't. You know what? We'll, we'll save that 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 debate. You know, men kicking the ball versus men holding the ball and running with it like a chicken, bro. Like, anyways, listen. We'll save that debate for some other time. You forgot the part where they collide into each other full speed. Oh, see, that's where that's where you know that's where you miss me, bro. Because. You know, I like I like I like safety. You know, safety first. So, and plus two, I'm not oh, built yeah, like yeah. that. I'm not built like that. I'm not built to be hitting or you know taking hits. So nah, nah, nah. That actually makes sense. I can see how sports can kind of like translate with how people see themselves in some capacity. Right. That makes sense actually. Break that down. You like a you're built like a soccer player, bro. Yeah, you look you look like one of those guys that, that wants to wear a nice jersey and look good kicking the ball to somebody else. <laughs> this nigga, yeah. <laughs> this nigga yeah. I said, yo, I said we no, I just said we could debate this topic in another episode, bro. Like, <laughs> but now nah, I want for us to talk about this um 21-year-old um Sha. Is it Sha Richardson? Um Shikari, I think it's Shikari Richardson. Shikari, yeah, Shikari Richardson, bro. I better butcher the name, man. Anyway, on <laughs> um, the Olympics, man, she got, uh, was it banned or suspended? Yeah, suspended from the Olympics. Suspended, yeah. yeah. Um, for smoking weed. How you feel about that? So I saw the headline like today, actually, but I didn't really read it. Is it is it primarily because of the marijuana? Mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah, so, so they normally do like tests. Okay. Like 30, 60 days in before you go in for the Olympics and she had failed one of the like preliminary screenings for the Olympics. And um, I mean, from, from the information I heard, they said that she was dealing with like passing of, I believe her family, I believe her mother or father yeah, mom, yeah. had recently passed. And, 
you know, she was using it as a coping mechanism just to get through that time while still running the track. But I feel like in my opinion, I'm like, if she's doing all these pre-trials, like, did they not do tests before the pre-trials for her to, because in my mind, it's just like, how could you have, because I don't believe she had just started using it, the, you know, from what they said, you know, this might have been going on for some months of dealing with the passing of her, of her family. So my, my question was just like, why is it now? I felt like if you're going to catch her, these tests, should, you shouldn't have even been doing like pre-qualifying Olympic runs. You know what I mean? I feel like those runs, that's where they should have been able to nab her so it doesn't become like a big hit right when the Olympics is about to start. So, I mean, it's sad, but I mean, I did hear some like experts or scientists saying that there were like other synthetic or other drugs that has the same effect as marijuana that people use, you know, that they can use during the Olympics or pre-Olympics that doesn't get count or it's not banned. So it's like, so what, so what the argument some people were saying was like, what's the difference if someone's taking this and using this, it's the same effect. But I mean, at the end of the day, people are saying, hey, rules is rules, this is that. I mean, I believe that this incident will probably spark the conversation probably for the next Olympics, maybe where it might be a drug that might be be allowed. But at the mm -hmm. end of the day, I mean, my stance is kind of like, I felt like she she should have she should have used another mechanism or something else to cope with that period. Like you having your whole country and team on your back and you're creating this um, publicity and, you know, all this aura that's coming into the Olympics. And then now it's like, you know, it's just like another stigma for, you know, people going to look at it as, oh, there goes another black girl running track who happened, couldn't get off the weed, and now she's not running. That's how people look at it. But at the end of the day, it's deeper than that, but that's that's what it comes down to. So it's like something that could have been prevented. I felt like, you know, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that she didn't have to smoke weed or anything. It's just the, the whole approach. I felt like she probably could have went through a different approach. And I feel like whoever is part of her team didn't really lead or guide her in the right direction. Because as athletes, it's a lot that goes on with them. That's why they have team. You know, you see LeBron with his staff and, you know, even the Neymar, Ronaldo, all these football, they, they have a, a circle around them that will guide them while they're doing this. So I don't know who her training coaches are, but it's like, I feel like it's more on them than, than it is for her. Does everybody get tested or is it a random sample of people? I think everybody. Everybody, yeah. Everybody gets tested. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is that classic question that I always ask to people that actually like smoke. Is it more medicinal or is it more recreational, right? Because if it's medicinal, right, and it's actually helping her cope with whatever she's going through, then there's a need for that, right? Correct. However, if it's more recreational, then it becomes gross, gross negligence on her part. Because for sure. Even for sure. And, that, and that's a good question. I didn't look into that. I'll have to check that out because if it is medicinal, I feel like then that would have been like a pass because she would have maybe had like an asterisk or something to let know that, hey, this applicant is taking X, Y, and Z, but, you know, it's backed up by this. But like you said, if it's, pro if it's recreational, then it's now just looking like negligence, like, hey, let me just do one, you know, before the game, you know, I'm not. So that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good question to ask. I, I'm not sure if it's medicinal or recreational, but um, they both get used the same way. So it's like, hey, I don't know. And I definitely know that there's ways to cover that up too. So for sure, for sure. Was well, she just not privileged enough to get the good stuff? Like how does she get caught? Right, right. <laughs> but, the one, but one thing I could say when it comes to the Olympics yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> the 
one thing I'll say the Olympics is staying true to is the previous, if I'm not mistaken, the last Olympics in 2016, uh, Russia had serious issues when it came to doping. But their issue, it, it didn't re- it didn't regard marijuana. It was like a hard drug or something. So theirs wasn't suspended. They got like banned. And we're talking about maybe like six, seven different events, like track, swimming. They took all of them out. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a headline last Olympics. So I know when it comes to their policies and drug stuff, they're they're solid when it comes to that. So it's just unfortunate, like the way it just turned out for her. So and this year's Olympics, um, they're going to host, I mean, they're going to have them without any um, body in the stands. Yeah, that's kind of, that's, 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 that's going to be kind of weird. Is it a must that they should have had it this year? They couldn't wait? This whole COVID thing is just strange, but like. But if they, honestly, they, they already pushed it back a year. So if you think about it for them, it's like corporations, money, uh, finances, all that. It would have been hard to push it another year. But I just, I feel like, I think it's the location. I think that's the reason why there's no fans. If they had another location, then I believe there would be fans because we've all been watching sports and seeing countries or where even 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 the Euros, if you see it, when they first started, yeah. as the tournament was going, they increased the number of fans that can come due to the protocols. So it's like if you knew this going in in 2021, because I've heard in certain sports like tennis, certain players have opted out. They're like, I'm not going to play if there's no fans or people like, is going to be weird for me. And they already went through that period during the corona. So you now representing your country at one of the biggest stages, you're not having that support. I can understand if an athlete's like, man, it doesn't feel right for me. So I don't know. Yeah, that would feel kind of weird, man. Like really weird. Just imagine you throwing that long, like the whatever you call that thing. Shot put. Yeah, and you know, like people normally be like cheering, cheering. Yeah, you gotta throw that shit, man. Nobody's and cheering. It's quiet, you. like you can hear the birds. Like, <laughs> like you can a- hear all the birds of the sky chirping and stuff. It's, it's wild. Wow. Olympics to unite like countries. Like, why would you do it without fans? Right. That's that. I mean, the fans is what brings the Olympics. All these sports, the fans are really what make the sport what it is. Because what if you think about it. Imagine us watching our favorite sports and not having any fans. All you hear is the commentator and no reactions. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna sound weird. It's gonna look weird. So, exactly. I don't, I don't know. I don't think the committee did good at when it came to that. Because even in the Euros, they were even willing to change the final location if they weren't going to be able to have fans or a certain amount of fans at the stadium. So that should show you them being proactive and saying, "Hey, like." We know fans are a part of this. We want to have this final to be a good final. So it's like, and the Euros is not as big as the Olympics. So it's like the planning committee was just, I don't know. I think, isn't it in Tokyo? Where are they having the Olympics? It's Tokyo. Yeah, I think it's in Tokyo, Japan, right next to China, Corona. I don't know. Wow. (laughs) It's real. real. (laughs) But now, son, like, since since we're on that sporting thing, you know, I cannot, we cannot close this recording without touching the NBA finals, man. The Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks, man. Who y'all got? I've been saying this, so I'm going to stick with it. I've been saying I've been going with the Bucks. Even though I know this is Chris Paul's best opportunity to win a championship, I, I support Giannis. I've seen what he's gone through. A lot of people are like, why are you supporting him? He's representing Greece. He doesn't even claim Nigeria. I'm like, it's it's more than that. Like, I've seen his path, his struggle. 
I don't think there's any NBA player in history that has had the kind of story he's had coming into the NBA, knowing that he was in a foreign country all by himself, that he was willing to give up the whole sport entirely if he could not bring his family to U.S. And for the NBA and for them to be able to find a way to make that happen, that shows the power and the commitment to Giannis. And then for him, not only for them coming, then for him to have two of his brothers come into the NBA as well, he had a part in that as well. I mean, of course, they still had to play. It's not like they gave him a free spot, but I just feel like his story is just so unique. And I feel like this this will just be the this will be the icing on the cake for him if he can win it. Because he just signed a super max. So I'm like, if he doesn't win it this year, it's like it's it's gonna get real messy in Milwaukee. So <laughs> I think for them it's like win, win, win or bust, you know, after that extension. But I mean, Phoenix is good too. I mean, I, I I want Milwaukee to win, but if they don't win, I wouldn't be as mad because Chris Paul on the other end, 17-year career. A lot of ups and downs. We've seen what he's done the last three years with new teams taking them to the playoffs. So for him, this would literally just be like, you know, finally his moment. And and then he actually had to beat LeBron on the way. So it's not like, you know, a lot of people were like, everybody was injured. Nah, they beat the Lakers along. I mean, AD was injured, but he still beat the Lakers. So, but I'm going with the Bucks. I think they win in game four tomorrow. And I, I feel like they might, I feel like it's going to go to seven games. I think it's going to go seven games. I actually want to go seven games. Yeah. I think they win yeah, actually want to go seven games. They probably they probably lose game five and then win the last two. That's the way I see it happening. What about you, Aziz? I'm going with Phoenix, in the words of Charles Barkley. The Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix got a good team, man. They got a complete team. They got a young team. They got good leadership. Um, when they do win, it's very um, consistent with how they've been all season. I like the fact that they have excellent chemistry. Uh, I like the fact that Chris Paul's the leader. But at the end of the day, I, I know that this is all the narrative and it's still all the money grab. Like, it's all pulling on the heartstrings of fans and making sure we grab as much as we can from fans, right? I mean, the NBA is one of the only shows in town at the moment. Um, it makes sense to go seven. Uh, they kind of always start the same way where one team looks like they're going to sweep and then the other team fiercely fights back and, and we end up going seven and before we know it the team that we all knew should have won wins anyway but I like Phoenix bro I do uh, I think the NBA has come a long way I think the NBA is making a push for black eyes and I see that I think that's the very strategic and for black what for black eyes okay. right to make sure they uh, they appeal to black audiences I think that's very strategic I think that's intelligent of them and I think more leagues should do the same thing because believe it or not, we actually spend a lot of money on entertainment. And I think the NBA is tapping into that. Uh, no cap though, Giannis brothers, they suck. They do have a lot of potential and he, they're definitely only in the league because of him. You know what you sound like right now? <laughs> <laughs> you, sound, you sound like the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> hey, yo. hey, yo, man. Listen, just because of all that stuff you just said right there, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Chris Paul winning the championship, you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm tired of all the damn State Farm commercials, man. So, no. <laughs> what can you do with their commercials, man? Jesus. I'm tired of that stuff, man. 
you know. And the funny thing is, I'm I'm a little bit like salty because State Farm does not give us the loyal customers who do not have any accidents. You know what I mean? Within the year, not even twenty five dollars, bro. Say yo, take this job back. But then they keep giving all the shit to Chris Paul, man. No, I don't want him to win, bro. I want Giannis to win, son. That's a, that's a good mindset. Just and it's funny. Point. And it's funny you said that because I know during the pandemic, I'm not sure what insurances you guys had. I, I didn't have State Farm. I had another one. But I believe during the pandemic, since a lot of people weren't driving when it happened, I think I was I was using Allstate at the time. I think I'm still using Allstate. That they actually gave their customers, they gave them back money, saying that wow. okay, since knowing that it's a pandemic, people aren't driving. You guys are still paying all this coverage. This is a token to show you our appreciation for still being with us. So they gave you like a refund of, you know, maybe it was like 100, 200 or something, depending on what you were paying. But it's still something, you know what I'm saying? To show you appreciation, but State Farm, and it's funny you say that because I started off with State Farm and they were okay, but all the commercial stuff they say, they never gave me anything incentive or mm-hmm. where I really felt like what's different from you in another place. So I, I can understand you when it comes to that. Yeah, those Allstate commercials when they be like, "Are you in good hands or real?" <laughs> oh, now nah, you're in good hands. <laughs> I can tell you. Yikes! Allstate is uh, you can't can't go wrong, <laughs> man. But this is the thing about Giannis game I never understood. Right from what I observed about Giannis, right, he's a very one-dimensional player. He does something. He's a very one-dimensional. One-dimensional. He does oh, one-dimensional. something really. Okay. Yeah, he does something really, really well. And I don't understand why teams have a problem stopping that one thing that he does well, because his jump shot isn't right. that great. Right. Right. I don't really understand what's really going on. Like, see, see the thing about Giannis though, to piggyback on what you just said, and this is, I believe, this is one of the most comparisons that when it comes to Giannis and his game and how dominant he is, a lot of people at times compare him to Shaq. Everybody knew how Shaq game was. When Shaq first entered the league, or let's even go back to his years in college, Shaq had a diverse game. The coaches he had, they let him shoot. He can be a playmaker. Shaq had all that within him. When he came to Orlando, they still exercised him. Shaq was shooting threes in the beginning, his first two years and whatnot. But then when he got to LA, they were like, yo, we got Derek Fisher, we got Kobe, we got these shooters. We just need you to be dominant right here. That's all we need you to do. And that's what Shaq... That's all they needed him to do, and he perfected that. When it comes to Giannis, I believe it's a similar way. Everybody knew where Shaq was going, but you couldn't stop him. You put Vladi Divac on him, Hakeem Olajuwon, he's backing down anybody. It doesn't matter. I believe Giannis is, is about the same way. You, you see multiple plays in the NBA Finals. DeAndre Ayton is on him, and Giannis just backs him down, like just straight man, man physical power, and, and he can't stop it. So what has happened the previous years when they didn't make the finals were that teams would make a wall. So when he's coming down the lane, there's nowhere for him to go. But what they've switched up this year, bringing in the addition of Drew Holiday, who's another ball handler, Giannis is not bringing down the ball as much as he did the last two years. So now they're positioning him in the post or in the middle area so you can't necessarily build a wall. Because now when you build a wall, they got shooters on the outside and they're draining threes. That's why they were like one of the top three-point shooting teams in the league and, you know, rebounding teams. So at the end of the day, it's like you know what he's going to do, but you just can't stop it. That that shows you the excellence and the greatness of a player. Mm. Even, yeah, even LeBron got this stupid spin move that'll come and just spin right there. And I'm oh, like, yeah. 
the fuck? How can you guys not see this shit coming? Like, that's the only thing they've been doing all <laughs> night, bro. Just wait when you want to move. Just stand right there and let them hit you. Offensive foul, bro. Like, but Giannis, man, his arms, bro. Oh, yeah. And his legs. Oh, A lot of people don't. He's very agile. That's what people don't know. Those Euro steps he takes, he does those for reasons. Because if he's just going straight down, like you said, someone can just stand in front of him and it's a foul. But the way he slides with them Euro steps, the defender, more than half of the time, they're not in position because he's always moving the body. So when you think he's going to be in one spot, he goes to the next. If there's contact, he's going to the line and the two free throws. So I think he's really um, expanded his game, even when it just comes to the paint, knowing how to be diverse, Euro step, you know, maybe getting a little jump shot, getting spin moves. And those spin moves is like, it's one thing if you're in the paint and you're doing like a Akeem Olajuwon where you know, okay, you can only go left or right. I got you pinned down. But if someone's coming down full speed, I don't care who it is, bro. You're... You, you, you can't stop him. You don't know if he's going to spin to the right, to the left. And Giannis, with his big steps, he can spin by, like, free throw line, and then he ends up dunking it. So it's, like, it's harder, to, it's, it's harder than what we see, I believe. I think it's harder than being said done. Ask Jay Crowder and all the guys trying to defend him. It's, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. Hmm. I got to pay attention to that these next few games. Oh, yeah. yeah pay I'm going to I'm gonna pay, attention. Like, I'm pay attention just for you guys. Nah, no, definitely. Definitely. But at like the end of the day, I really believe Giannis is going to get his regardless. I feel like for Phoenix to be able to win the series and be successful, look at game two. Giannis put up 40 points, 12 rebounds, but they lost. And it wasn't a close loss. They lost by like 10 points, but the others were not involved. So if I'm the Phoenix coach, I'm like, yo, let Giannis get his, but Middleton, shut him down. We don't need Drew Holiday scoring over 20 points. If they do that, then I believe Phoenix Phoenix can win the game. But if you got Giannis put in 40, then you got Bobby Portis cooking off the bench. You got Middleton hitting threes, Drew Holiday in his bag. You got PJ Tucker making his one or two threes in the corner. It's, it's going to be a wrap. You, you can't you can't defend all of them. <laughs> Man, he said PJ Tucker making one or two threes in the corner. That's too funny. <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been on the sport betting, bro. Like his over or under is like one three. So it's like <laughs> you can bet on that specifically. Yes, you can bet on that specifically. Oh wow. And, cool. and, and the funny thing is that will be the one thing that will screw over your whole line. You'll be like, yeah, Giannis get Thor 30 points, this, this, and that. You'd be like, P.J. Tucker, all you got to do is make one three, bro, and we good. Bama don't make not one three all game. <laughs> You'd be like, what the hell? You're like, come on. That's too funny, man. Hey, yo, speaking of basketball still, though, um, Team USA played two exhibition games, one with Nigeria Woo! and the other Talk with the Australia. Us, bro. <laughs> green, white, green. Let them know. <laughs> I just stand up. Kevin <laughs> Durant, sit down. <laughs> bro, you know that. You know that was like that was for child's play, right? Nah, bro. It felt like it felt like the U.S. team, USA team, was like, man, this exhibition. Let's nah, give them this they more. Was, they was they was playing hard when Lillard towards the end start hitting those step back threes. He's trying to win. He's not playing just to play. Yes, they started playing the last five minutes of the game. You're right. Yeah, that's, that's the what problem happened. is that they didn't play the first 35 minutes of the game. <laughs> but to be yeah. honest, if 
because I watched the highlights for the Australia game where this USA team lacks. It shouldn't be a problem for them still winning gold, but they don't have a solid big man. And True. it's shown these first two exhibition games. They brought in Kevin Love. Kevin Love, come on. Kevin Love. Kevin Love? Kevin Love in Minnesota, that's a different story, but Kevin what Love about? has not been the same. And then the insult, in my opinion, when I saw USA play Nigeria, Bam Adebayo, that's a Nigerian. Right, that's what I'm representing to Nigeria. I felt like he, if anybody felt salty the most, because he's like, he's seeing his country mates and he's like, man, I probably chose the wrong team to support. And I'm just like, yeah, you did, bro. Like, so you don't think Bam is a big man? Well, yeah. Well, 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 Bam, well, Bam is like, he's, he's technically normally like a four, but they play him as a five. So mm-hmm. he's probably like the only big man. But if you look at these other teams, you know, other teams, they're fives and fours. They can rotate them either way. USA, they only really have one big. Kevin Love doesn't really pay as a big. He's not as quick. He's not as strong as he used to. So that's where I feel like, because Kevin Durant, he has the length, but he doesn't have the size. He's not going to stop a five in the paint. Draymond Green, he's big, but he lacks in height. He's very good with his hands, but if you go mano y mano, you can back down Draymond Green and score on him. So I feel like they would have to figure out a way, like, are they going to just play, like, you know, space out and don't don't really play a traditional five or, you know, I feel like that's going to be an interesting thing in the Olympics, how they how they work that out. But you know, when they start counting the games, Nigeria is going to lose by 45, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I see the progression from from the time when, when we got blown out 50, like by 56 points, I think I was like 2012 in, in, in London. It's the funny thing was that USA made a record during that game, but the number one trending topic for that game was the James Harden banana split. There was a Nigerian player that crossed up James Harden in that game, and James Harden did a live split in the middle of the game, (laughs) hit a jump shot, made the bucket. And even though we lost over 50 points on Twitter, social media, that was the one thing that was trending was Nigeria crossed up James Harden. And so... Saying that in the sense that Nigeria has made strides from that time. Even they even said it. They blew us out 56-2012. I think the last time we played them 2016, it was like a 30-point win. And then for us to now come back and win. So they, they've been progressing. I think out of the African teams, Nigeria is one of the top-tier teams. So I mean, I they want to make some noise this, this Olympics. They should be. They have three players from the NBA on the roster. Oh no, they have like they have like yeah, they have, they, yeah, they have, they have like seven. six or seven. They have three Miami Heat players on the roster. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, and then and then I mean, even the progression of basketball in Africa within the last two three yeah, years has been vital. Like, yeah. you know, the uh, the NBA collaborating, creating a league. I mean, even look at J Cole. Why why would J Cole go to Africa and play ball? If not, if the league or something was doing well over there. So that's to speak of Africa as a continent. Like a lot of the teams and the leagues have gotten better over time. Not just Nigeria, but, you know, South Africa, a lot of other teams. So, man, they still going to lose by 35. <laughs> 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 Aziz, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. That block, the Kevin Durant block, was that real or fake? <laughs> I'm saying if we know KD, we know what's going to happen when it counts. So moral victories are free and American teams are, are, are known infamously for doing this. They'll come, they'll lull you to sleep 
if you notice, like, this was like Nigeria's Super Bowl. They were like, yeah, we won. Yeah, we did it. And everybody was like, just wait and see. <laughs> just wait and see. Right. Wait and see. It's going to get yeah. real. For real, though. But, I mean, when when does this tournament actually start? Because I'm going to follow this shit. Oh, yeah, I'm looking for. And the thing about it, I think it starts ending this month, July. I think it's like 20-something. The Olympics get started. So, um, but even apart from Nigeria, there's a lot of other solid teams that are out there. If you think about it, you got France, they got like Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year. So there's a lot of um, NBA players that are on foreign teams that the U.S. have to look out for. Like France is going to be there. I think Luka Doncic, I think, what, what, I think that's Slovenia. I think they made it. So there's a couple teams. Australia is another team. So they got, a, they got a couple teams, too, that have a lot of NBA talent as well that USA has to look out for. So I don't think it's going to be like a smooth ride, but I believe all in all at the end, I believe USA will still get the gold. The problem, though, is the talent pool is still lopsided. Like, these teams have one-off players that happen to play in the best league in the world, which is the NBA, while the NBA has a team full of players that happen to be the absolute best at their positions that play in the NBA as well. Right. But that's like, another thing that comes into picture though. Like with sports, it's not always about talent. It's about the continuity. So one thing that the USA basketball team has been saying is that they haven't had a lot of time to practice and, you know, play together. Whereas these other national teams, they've had like a month, they've been with each other. They even said the USA basketball team still has three players that are not on the team right now because they're playing in the NBA finals. Right. You got Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, and uh, Chris Middleton that's supposed to be on the NBA, on the USA basketball team. So um, that's just to show you the continuity that everybody hasn't even played with each other. So but I believe by the time the Olympics start, that continuity will start forming, and then you'll be able to see more plays and players getting familiar. Because right now, looking at this team, the, the only veteran they really have on the team is like Kevin Durant and like Kevin Love. Everybody else this is practically like, you know, their, their first, you know, their first real Olympics, you know? Why is Kevin, why is Kevin Love on the team though? I was just about to ask the same question. Like who thought that was a wise idea? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, you got people like Carl Anthony Towns. You got like solid American big centers. I don't, I don't know how he did it. I don't know. It's almost like they created a team to make sure that, that other teams could compete with them this year. Yeah, too many good players because we want the rest of the world to feel like they have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> it could be, you know, you know, we're known for setting up story plays. So, hey, I got another question for y'all, though. So this is definitely like travel season, but it's also wedding season, right? For sure. For sure. I think the thing about like the thing that I'm learning and that I'm observing and then I'm experiencing is that when I travel, because I've traveled a lot this year. Right. There are so many attractive people all over the world. There is. And it's almost like the second you touch down somewhere else, it's overwhelming. So do you guys, A, see that? And does that play into your psyche when it comes to settling down, right? Like literally, I saw Lebanese, Puerto Rican, Dominican, Mexican, (laughs) African. Right. (laughs) Everybody can get it if we really want to be honest. <laughs> like, whoa. Like, and it's like, it's almost like there's so many pretty people in some places. Like, how do you get to that place where you're like, okay, this is where I want to stay forever? 
do you see yourself getting to that place anytime soon? I'll start off since AK's on the phone. I, I believe I'm, I, I'll say A, first of all, I do see it. I see what you, what you're seeing. I've traveled as well. And I mean, it's a wild factor, but I feel like from people that I've known that have been married or people who are engaged and have found the one is like, even, even let me like, I mean, there's that attraction is always going to be there. It's, it's not going anywhere. So even when you do get married and when you land in another country, you're still going to have that same feeling, that seeing like, wow, look at all these beautiful. But I feel like when you're really trying to settle down, it's 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 beyond the beauty, because at the end of the day, we're all going to grow old at some at some point in time. Even the people who are like 60 and 70 and we're like, wow, they look so well. It's only but for so long. The body physically it is bound to change. So saying that in a sense of if you're so caught up on the look and that when things start to change, that's something that they can't even control due to just normal life cycle. I feel like if, if, if that's something that, that is very key to your psyche or mental, that I feel like that's going to be a problem down the road because you're going to feel like, wow, you don't look the same. You're getting bigger or you can even be pregnancy. Some people they be with someone and they're like, oh, wow, they have a certain figure. And now they get pregnant. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like they don't want to touch them. They don't want to talk to them, not romantic. So I'm saying all of this and all to say is that it's more than just the physical when it actually comes to settling down. But once you get settled down in the sense of, oh, do you still see all of this and still get that kind of maybe like rage of like, wow, variety? I believe it's still there. But I believe at the end of the day, when you can really connect with someone who knows you for who you are and who can um, be the other half, help you in things that, you know, just just it, it can be normal. Not even saying that you're actually giving them a task, but it's about you going about your day, you telling your significant other and they're like, hey, why don't you stop by here uh, since you're going to do this that might be able to help you and cut you time instead of doing all this at once so it's just the little things that where someone can come in and complete you and make you better i feel like that's what really people hold on to and look forward to when it comes to selling down rather than saying look at dominican look at hispanic look at all these colors like you know the colors are always going to be there but the colors are going to tend to fade over a period of time so if you're caught on the color it's not going to last but if you're caught on the beauty of the inside and what the person has to offer, I feel like that's what really keeps someone. So, hey, man. They still look. They always tell me they're like, "We look." It's just that you know we can't. Hey do man, anything. hey man, hey Tyo man. Let me cut you short right there a little bit, brother. Let me tell oh, you. Don't, don't mind him, AK. His girl. Let me tell you something, my brother. Don't mind There's him. Some people enhancement doctors these days. Okay, they enhance the body. They make it look newer, better. Even format. Anyway, matter of fact, push a button, select your own. Which one do you want? It happens these days. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's simple. It comes down to what are you or who are you? Are you the settling type guy or are you not the settling type guy? Yes or no? You say yes, my guy, go on be settling down. That means you are traveling with your wife. You are traveling with your girlfriend, whichever. Or if you don't travel with them, you have tunnel vision. But if you're not a selling guy, hey, my guy, the world is yours for the taking. Do whatever you want. Just do. Just have your parameter set. Um, you know, uh, uh, um, consent. 
you know, all the necessaries. Just, you know, make sure you check, you know, you check all those necessaries and you keep it moving. Why would they fight? Why, why, why are we acting like we didn't just come from COVID times, man? Or we're not still in COVID times, you know? <laughs> <laughs> bro, like, bro, we were locked down for damn near a year, bro. Like, what you mean? That, don't mind him. Don't mind him. Baby. Break homes. His best, his best homes. watches the show. <laughs> this guy. I don't want to break homes, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't condone in any breaking homes. No, he's a he's a he's a good guy. No, no doubt about it. You got No, I'm just saying you got to know your flavors. You you got like I think like what you're saying, AK. You got to know the type of guy you are, like you said. And then us being and us, if we're talking as men, if we're keeping it real, we we know when we meet someone that's special, and we know that okay, this can possibly be a potential for something in the future, or wifey or or lock material. Uh you know how you will gravitate or how you will change certain things you're doing towards that person. Not saying that you don't have the tunnel vision that you might not still see the others, but it's like, you're keeping in hindsight that like, okay, these others can only be for so long because this one that really knows me, if I don't, if I don't water and plant and nurture the way I'm supposed to, that one will leave. And then the other colors and flavors we're looking for is sometimes you might strike out and you might not get any. So it's like you really want to play that risk of different flavors and your your section, or you 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 get your (laughs) Tayo. How many times do I call you now? Don't make it seem like they didn't tell us that we could not work from home. (laughs) Like, bro, we can we can work from home now and not go into work. You understand, my nigga? You have the options. At the end of the day, it boils down to the individual. What do you want to do? Is yeah. marriage your thing? Do you want to hear kids oh, every yeah, day sure. cry? You know what I mean? Like, if that's your thing, go about it. You know what I mean? Just but there's, there's your timing. Thing. Even if marriage is your thing, there's timing for everything. So it's not <laughs> saying that you have to jump in and the first one you see, you you lock on and then you throw away the key. No, you can still, you know, observate and you know test the waters to make sure that ah. This one is too hot. I don't like this one. This one is too cool. <laughs> but I mean, like seriously, though. But, but 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 seriously, though. I don't see anything wrong with like experience and culture. You know, what I mean, like minus the sex or whichever. Like just experience and culture. You know, seeing sure. seeing culture from a different perspective. You know, what I mean, understanding say the woman from a different you know perspective or different culture. Right. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, for me, it's just it's just staying true to what I know. Um, which is my African roots, right? Cameroon, like stay true to what I know, but not negating the fact that um, I can learn new things and I can also unlearn the things that I know, right? And as I grow older too, man, I'm loving, you know, like picking up on new cultures, you know, um, experiencing new ideas, you know, um, not just limiting myself to what I've always known, you know, or yeah, what I've always known, man, just... I love the idea of diversity, bro. Like, I'm that guy. Like, I love the idea of diversity. And that that shall forever be it for me. I cannot just see myself always just being stuck in one lane. Like, okay, now this is it. And just go do that. No, I want to experience different things. I want to create a world where even my own offsprings will experience different things their own way too as well. You know, and I just keep that mentality of, oh, nah, you just have to jump and that's it. No, what if I want to fly? Or what if I want to, you know, um, just not jump? I need those options too. So to answer your question, Aziz, 
that yeah, that would be my approach to it. Man, it's gonna be tough, man. What is yours, bro? To be honest with you, man, I, I kind of agree with your sentiments, your sentiments that you echoed, right? Like, I've met beautiful people from everywhere, and to be honest with you, they all add something to my life that I really appreciate in their own unique way. So it's like I can't even really pick one of you because. <laughs> And because I love all of you, it's almost like me doing a disservice to pick one of you, at least at this stage in my world, right? And, and, in, my, and in my life. And um, just traveling, like being cultured, like understanding other people's culture, how they think, how they process, why they do the things that they do, how that correlates with where they're from, right? Because there definitely is a correlation there. It's all intriguing to me. And it's, it's almost an, a different le a level of adventure. And just like you said, 2020 was kind of taken from us. So this is kind of like, it's kind of like exciting to go through this journey all over again, because you're meeting people that have the same mindset, but they're also like ready to see what you can offer them. And you almost like intersect in these places that you, you visit and you enjoy each other for that, for what that is. And I love it. I love all of it. I think that um, marriage is a beautiful thing as well, because um, the Bible says that he who finds a wife finds favor, right? And obtains favor from the Lord, right? But there's also the part where enjoying your season of singleness too, where you can actually like explore yourself, understand yourself, learn how to love yourself completely, and then learn what that looks like for other people as well. And until you've gone through that, I don't know if you're ready for that next stage, right? I see too many people jumping for the finish line and not buying each other drinks first, right? Not going on mm. dates, not understanding each other, not really, not really getting to enjoy the stage that really only comes around one time in your life right okay. like you're never going to be in your 30s again your 20s are already gone you might as well enjoy it and how do you enjoy it you do the things that you enjoy and along the journey you meet people that enjoy those same things and they don't necessarily have to look like you but man the fact that they can actually relate to you and you met at this moment it's almost like man we were supposed to be here right here right now having these kind of conversations and i love when i have those aha moments and i'm just living in the moment it happened so many times on the last trip to miami too it was so many aha moments and i think the coolest thing about when you're a guy and when you can tap into those aha moments is that you realize that not only are you enjoying the moment they're enjoying the moment and they're creating the moment based on the fact that they're with you and if you can understand that the power in that in itself you can really enjoy everything that is happening in that moment Bro, that is big, my nigga. Like that is <laughs> that is big, son. Um, can't even say anything after that. Like you bothered it. <laughs> you know man. what I mean? You bothered the shit out of that thing, man. Because I cannot see myself like settle. I'm not saying that everybody's not great. You know what I mean? But it's just, son, the ideas in my head. You know, like the things I want to experience. Can another person really understand? Like. Can I bring it home for you for you to see like what I'm saying, what, like, like that vision, you know what I mean? And can I also see the other persons too, you know, without trying to break it down into like all these little chunks and stuff, you feel me? So it's more of, are you really willing to like compromise? Dude, that's a huge, that's a huge word right compromise. there. Compromise, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the word right there. Because um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of differences and similarities that you will have, but there's certain compromises that people will say, okay, I'm able to compromise this. And it's those compromises that 
in my opinion, that make or break the relationship or the the growth of how far they can really grow. Because just like how you said, there's many things that you want to experience. And in your mind, you want to, you know, you don't know if they will understand or see it in the light of how you're looking at it. And at the same time, they have their own perspective. They have things that they might want to experience and look at, and you have to look at it through their lens. So it now comes to the both sides and it's like, what are we able to compromise on when it comes to the things that are going in my head and what I vision and vice versa for them. And I feel like when you can reach that agreement and compromising of how you guys can still accept and have your own individuality and things that you want to express, but then still be together and have that unity. I feel like once, I feel like that's like the last stage in my opinion, like once you get, I feel like it gets to a certain point when you're with someone, it's like, okay, I know you, I know your tendencies, I know this X, X, B, and C, I know this about, now it's like, what are we, what are we, what are we going to compromise on? I know you do this, I know you do that, let's list them out, and then if we can compromise on these things, then, you know, you still live your life while still being married, and, you know, and living your life doesn't mean that, like, you're just doing anything, but it's like, living your life within those compromises and it's like you still can feel like I'm still AK rather than I am Mr. So-and-so to you know the husband of this so you can still have your identity as who you were before you married and still be able to relate with her as a as a couple so I feel like that's like the end yeah I feel like that's like the last hurdle before you get to that you know that final stage is that compromising once you know each other's tendencies going back and forth and okay i can take this i can take that i can't take that so i think i think that's what it comes down to once you can compromise because you know no relationship is perfect like even my parents have been married for x amount of years i mean a lot of things even when you're married people tell you there's things that you still know that you still learn that no matter how old you are you can be a 70 year old a, a newlywed there's still things that you will be taught and learn from being in, in that marriage so just hearing from my dad it's like there's things that you, you know so far as you go in with an open mind and like you said you have those compromises there's certain things that when you now come into a relationship where maybe it's a conversation or a disagreement it's just like you you can tend to let certain things go because it's like hey I'm fine with that. I've compromised. I'm good with this. But it's it's an understanding. There's, I feel like there's a level of understanding in a relationship when you're married that you can't really understand until you get there. Because there's certain things that are not going to come up until you get married. Certain things mm-hmm. that are not going to, you know, be axed or, you know, you, you come up or you face across until you reach that stage. So I feel like once you get to that compromising level and you can figure that out, then... I feel like the rest is history. So, we're in 2021. We're not in 1940. No, no, no. 1980 or 1970. You know, what I mean, when our parents were like growing up, and you don't have all this technology that's you know in right in your face. All these different things that's right there. Um, you know, the housing market going up or down. You know, the stock market going up. Everybody goes to stocks now. You know, you know, stocks is dipping or whatever the fuck they call them shits now. You know, stress levels are up, down, all that stuff, bro. Like, it's different now. I feel like it's a lot different. And also feel like um, if you don't pick your poison right, you would die on it. 
either by a divorce or or you end up, you know, I don't know, but you will just die on it. That part, that 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 that, that part where people say, "Yo, just pick your poison, son." Like, you see that 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 part right there? That's where I'm kind of lost, really, because I'm like, do I really have to? What if I don't want to? You know what I mean? Do I really sure, have to? Sure. And, and, and I feel like when it comes to in that scenario picking the poison, I feel like for a male being in that position, it's like if if what you see from the options that are available and you say that, okay, this one has this, that, and that, which poison should I pick? And if you feel like you don't want to accept any of them, then I just feel like that that person is still in the stage of still trying to find out you know what what they really want what what what's out there for them so i feel like at times us guys will be presented we'll have opportunities things will come up as we're going along on this journey or whatnot and then some people i think it comes to settling when it says pick your poison i think that's what it comes to people start settling they're like hey i've been doing this x amount of time i'm i'm, I'm done i'm i'm ready I've, I've gone through the circus i'm i'm just ready to get it over with so now they're now picking their poison. But then at the end of the day, I I, I mean, like I said, that, that picking your poison, I feel like you can still pick your poison in the sense of if it still falls into that compromise area of where you can accept or you're okay with certain things. I feel like, so, or I, won't, I wouldn't even say compromise. I, w- I would say it as like deal breakers. If like, if this is not a deal breaker for you, and you don't mind, you know, what's going on and you can live with that, then I don't really see it as a poison because I feel like the term itself, picking your poison, it it has a mental or psyche effect on people where they feel like you're accepting something that's negative of someone. And I don't believe that's always the case. Most of the time, it's something that's just different and we're not used to or accustomed to it that they do. So we tend to gradually accept it or we tend to, you know, find our way to deal with it. But I feel like poison really gives you the uh, perspective as in like, what negative trait am I taking from this person? You know what I mean? (laughs) So I feel like if you open the mind and don't see it as a negative trait, but seeing it as something that, okay, because at the end of the day, we all still have our standards. You have your deal breaker. You still have to have all that in place. Even when you get to that road and you're like, I've gone through the circus, I'm ready to settle down. You still have to have those things intact. But I feel like what people tend to do is that they tend to forget about those and they're like, they get so caught up in the journey that they've been through where they're now just like, all right, I'm done. Let me just pick with the options that are available and I'll just live with the rest. I'll live with the consequences or whatever comes. So I feel like in that scenario, that that, that shouldn't be it. But that at the end of the day, that's what tends to happen. So. But I would I, I would never look at it me personally and say I'm picking my poison like because I mean even if you go back to like like Aziz was saying the Bible and how like you know it says that um you know the wife was meant to our better half it's, it says that you know um that uh they'll bring comfort in nature you'll you'll be well with one another at the same time it's like it's power of the tongue like do you really want to project that into your life like mm-hmm. let me pick a poison like because that can be something that you just saying it yourself can be something that within that whole relationship or marriage where it's something that always comes up and in your mind you're like well I accepted it so I'm gonna just let it happen you know so 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't just like the saying in general. I don't like saying picking your poison because I, I don't, I would never pick poison because, like you said, poison actually <laughs> kill you. So why would you even pick it from the beginning? <laughs> like, fair enough. I think that um, I think the beauty in life is that um, what you see as poison, somebody else can see as healing, right? So really, in picking, what you really should be doing is deciding that person that can literally say, regardless of what you do, I love you for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's that one person that'll say, man, I hate him because he's so cocky. But there's somebody out there that's going to say, yo, I love the fact that he's so cocky. There's something different about that. Mm -hmm. That you change the narrative right there from poison to, man, that's cool. And it's right. always going to be somebody that gets you for you where you don't have to be anybody but you. Right. And, right? I, and I think that's just what it comes down. Like, I mean, you know, if, if wh whoever's in that field is like, sometimes you might just have to wait. I feel like a lot of people tend to compare timelines and that's why, and that's when they end up getting to that state where they're feeling like they have to pick up poison or something. But sometimes you just gotta be patient. You know what I mean? Like you're- that's, when that's, that, come, is so, that is so huge in our culture in general too, right? Where no, it's, it, it really is because yeah. it's like, because I've, I've, I've seen people who, maybe got married late 30s but then now they're like past their 60s and they're having wonderful everything's healthy good marriage and then That's i've seen right. people who started early and it ended in turmoil they broke up within five to ten years and it's like oh i thought he was this but then we had another you know maybe another family issue or member and something comes up that you didn't see in the beginning because you were just so focused on like timeline and let me just get it done now so I feel like patience is the number one key. Like patience and prayer, the two Ps, if you have patience and prayer, I feel like everything will work itself out. But society and friends and family, everything can be a toll on you to the point where you're now feeling like, all right, I got to pick up poison because it's just like, you know, so I just I feel like it's patience, man. And we, don't even, we don't even have to talk about relationships in that regard since you brought it up. It could be everything else, right? You got people telling you, you should be doing this. You should be living here. You should be here. For right sure. Now. Yeah. Just in life in general. Right yeah. Actions you like this right now. Like, yo, like first and foremost, like how are you qualified to lead me if you never had an effective leader and are not effective leader yourself? Correct. So why do you feel like you have all the answers today when in your life, I don't see any of that manifesting. And most of the time I'm past you. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's if, true. By your standards. Mm-hmm. When if we could switch roles, if you were living my life, you would enjoy every second of it. So really quietly, you're sitting back and saying, man, how did he get in and I didn't? He should be doing what I did because I did what everybody else told me I should do. And those people are always the people that have these conversations. Oh, well, this is what you should be doing at this age. This is how you should go about doing it. That, that, doing that's it like that's very key because I feel like a, a lot of times in life, like you said, regardless of relationships, just just taking action. A lot of times people will prophesy or put onto you things that they couldn't achieve or they couldn't do. So them coming from a similar background of you and seeing you want to aspire or achieve something, they'll say, oh, no, don't worry. You don't need to move. Don't do that. Because for them, they couldn't see themselves taking that leap or they couldn't make that leap. So yep. for you being in that same scenario, they're like, bro, like, relax. Like, I went through the same thing. It's not the end of the world. You can stay in the DMV and still make it. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, and then that's, and that, and that's, that's a 
very key thing, like you said, like sometimes, and, and sometimes our, our parents don't know it all. And that's the thing about culture. Like the, I feel like the way our culture raises us is like where we look at our parents as if that's the final answer. Our parents are not the final answer when it comes to a lot of things. Like, I mean, yes, they have their own specialties and maybe what they studied, they degreed in, or even from their own life experiences, they can relate with us. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's the culture that really makes us look up to the parents and say like, if they say this is final, then it's like, if we object, it's like, where it's like, it's like, it's like, it's a taboo or it's a thing where it's like, oh my gosh, my son did not listen to me. He went to California to live there. And, you know, so it's like, I feel like once we can understand and even when we can even educate and even talk to our parents to a level and say, hey, dad, mom, this is what's going on. I'm doing this. I have this going. I know this might not look like the trajectory that you guys had, but so far as you have the plan and steps in, 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 in plan, I feel like any reasonable parent should be able to see that and say, okay, you, you, um, you're not going in a direction that I wanted, but I see the plan that you have. So, okay, let me buy into that plan. Let's see how this can work. But I feel like, but at the end of the day too, another thing I would say is, and I feel like it happens with, you know, African and the cultural home, if you don't have any guidance or plan for yourself, by default, your parents are going to pick a, a plan or something for you. <laughs> like, so, so it, it's automatic, especially when you get to a certain age, they're going to like, it's not saying that they're forcing you like physically, but they're damn well doing everything they can. And at the end of the day, it's not coming from a position of controlling or discipline. It's just coming from a position of more of like, I want the best for my son. So they don't have an option. Let me give them this option that I know that's there. That option might not always be the best option, but if you're not coming with nothing, best than believe in any household you are with, and your parents are there, they're going to definitely push and direct you towards a way. So that's one thing, even over life, that I've even had to notice that whereas like, if you don't take action in your own life in certain areas, people are going to be there to push you and say, hey, go this way or do that. And it's nothing wrong in what they're doing, but it's for you to be able to decide and know, is this what I want to do or this is not what I want to do. So I think that's like the bigger case is like really having that plan and vision for yourself. Because if not, they're definitely going to tell you, you know, the school or whatever that they feel is, is best for you to, to, to make that next move. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. And that's why that's why I think traveling is so important, right? It's important. It's like exposure literally leads exposure, to exposure. Yes. And um, like literally like it opens your mind to so many different things. You meet so many different people. And the idea that somebody lives on a different planet from you literally because this is all you know will literally change your perspective in real time like one thing that one thing that i love observing is like especially in women right is how women like carry themselves and how they see like dressing and stuff like that right mm. in certain cultures right you can wear whatever you want to and it's okay in other cultures it could be 90 degrees outside and you better be covered up or you're or they're, they're calling you names and I'm like, why is that? Right. And like the, the crazy part about something so simple, right, is that having that option to do what you want to do, even at a young age, translates in adulthood to you knowing that you have options. And right. not having options while, while you're young translates in adulthood as well to you doing exactly what people tell you to do in adulthood. Correct. What is that about people? 
correct. And that's very true. I agree with that. So, yeah, I, I feel like it all comes down to, like you said, exposure, getting out. That's why even as a kid, why, why do you think as a kid, people in the sports, extracurricular activities, they want them to be engaged because they want them to be able to gravitate to what they like, what, what they're comfortable with rather than. And, 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 and it's funny, though, because even in the culture, some people bring it up, whereas it's like at times um, when you're younger, when you fail at certain things, maybe if it's like walking, crawling you get that support of, okay, you can keep going, keep trying. But then it's like, it's, it's in a sense of when we get to an older state and we're now trying out different things, if it's things of our life taking action that might not be in the form of what they have, it's like that same support at times still is not there because it's something new, something different. So I feel like cultural can come in conflict at times when it comes to us trying to create or, or giving us the same chances like we had when we were a kid when we failed multiple times to still try and achieve something. But it's like, when you now get older, they're like, hey, yo, time is on your side. Time's not on your side, bro. Like, you already tried this once or twice. I don't think it's going to work. But when you're as a kid, they see it as, oh, you have time. You can try as much. So I feel like that's something as well that we have to look into and know, like, you know, even us being as a second generation or first generation of African kids in America, we should, you know, that's something that we should keep in mind as in like moving forward for further generations. You know what I mean? Still having that same opening mindset of, you know, opportunities of what someone could possibly do or, or be. Hmm. I got one last question for both of y'all. So we all are pretty, we all are well-traveled. I love the fact that AK can get up and go and I'll call AK and he'll be like, yo, bro, I'm in Texas right now. Yo, bro, I'm hiking the mountains right now. Yo, this weekend, I'm going this place. I love that. Tayo's like that. I'm like that. What's one thing that you have taken this year from your travels that you've implemented into your day-to-day? It never ends. Mm. Like, it never ends, you know what I mean? Meaning that um, tomorrow is a new adventure. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to just wake up and just go at it. Um, One thing that I've noticed that when I think about it for too long, I turn not to do it. You know what I mean? But when I just execute, bro, like I just do stuff. So if I decide that, yo, I want to go, I just have to go. If I dwell on it for so much, for so long, I turn not to do it. So the same thing with, you know, work, uh, my studies and stuff like that. You know, uh, when I get that email, bro, in my head, I'll say, yo, okay, reply that email right now. Because you know, if you don't reply right now, or you finna reply the next two days, you know what I mean? So, it's just that that leaving that moment type thing. So that's what I take from that, man. Just leaving the moment, fam. Love it. Yeah, I'll say um, the one thing from traveling that I've implemented this year that I've carried on is um, I would say being fluid. Being fluid in the sense of always being always being open and ready for what's to come. Because I feel like from traveling, you meet, you know, well, for me personally, when I work in uh, at different sites and contracts, there's people that I meet that I, I don't, I don't know who I'm going to see. I don't know what to expect and whatnot, but I believe of me being fluid and me being open and me being ready in a sense of prepared, uh, prepared for opportunities of what's to come, I feel like that has always kept me on a positive edge. 
So as in meeting new people on a contract and work and, um, you know, me, ha me having the focus of, okay, I know we got to work together to accomplish this main goal. I just feel like being fluid, having that open-mindedness and having that uh, optimism, I feel like from traveling has, is something that I feel like that has, that has gone with me all, all over. So just having that positive mindset and having that, okay, I'm open that I'm open for what's to come rather than I'm trying to control the narrative. I feel like if you're open rather than trying to control the narrative, then I feel like the situations always, always tend out to, to, uh, to pan out and, and make its way. But when you try to control the narrative in a scenario of you're coming in and you're already saying that, you know, I only want this and this to happen. And knowing that if this and this doesn't happen, then everything is, is, is every everything is is off course. So I just feel like just just being fluid, being open, 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 being open-minded and having that optimism mindset, I feel like it can only do you better. So so for whatever comes, you will have that open mindset, that optimism, that okay, compatibility. Okay, we can work. I can do this. You can do that. But I feel like if you kind of have that controlled narrative, it's not going to work out for you because once people don't fall in line with that controlled narrative, then it's like everything is in shambles. So I would just say being fluid, having that open mindset, optimism is what I've always carried from traveling, knowing that I'm dealing with a various wide a variety of people. Love it, love it, love it. Appreciate it. How about you. yourself? Uh, I'll give a true, I'll give a, I'll give a good story actually, because Ty was there. So we were out one day, right? It was the day we went, we were uh, at that place where uh, AY came and uh, Titan Bedford was there, right? For sure, for sure. It was a specific chick in Miami, right? She, she was like vibing with everybody else, talking to everybody else, but there was something about me that she really, really wanted to crack that she couldn't crack, right? So somehow, some way, she ends up next to Tayo. Tayo's making her laugh. Tayo's being Tayo, right? And she starts talking to Tayo about me like, yo, he's different and uh, everybody's kind of like this and he's like this. And really what she's saying is that, yo, I really want to get to know this guy, but I want him to come to me and I don't want to have to come to him, even though his energy is saying, yo, why don't you just meet me in the middle, right? And in that moment, it was like, hmm, interesting right so she's a read the situation i read the situation right and we both know okay yeah she might be cool he might be cool but who's gonna bend right and it's not necessarily the word bend specifically right but it's really about being true to yourself right so if i'm chilling right and that's my vibe that's my vibe right if that's not your vibe then that's not your vibe right but i say all that to say is to thy own self be true right God deposits in all of us different gifts for different reasons, right? There's a reason why you're good at this, AK. There's a reason why you're good at this tile. There's a reason why I'm the way I am, right? And you don't have to apologize for any of that, right? That same girl, right, at the end of the second night, ended up in my car with her friends, right? Telling me, yo, you're so dope. You're so this, you're so that, and this, that, and the third, right? But if I would have been like everybody else and tried to be tile or tried to be somebody else, right? because that's not my vibe, it would have never happened that way, right? We're super cool till today because of that, right? But that's usually how it happens. People can sense authenticity, right? And people are drawn to that. But if you're not being your true self, right? That means that somebody's missing out on something that they could have gained. Mm -hmm. 
we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to learn from each other. And that's what I meant by being intentional and living in a moment, right? When you actually live in a moment and your uh, your authentic self, things happen that you'll look back on and you'll be like, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. I'm glad I got to experience that. Yeah. I got to see her in her freest state, right? I'm glad I got to get her to that place where she was like, yo, thank you so much for this. This is what I came here for. Stuff like that, man. And just to, you know, crown that, um, once you once you leave in the moment and be yourself, man, like you're so unapologetic with it. You know what I mean? Like nothing anybody says phases you anymore. You feel me? Like, you know, your path, you know, your purpose and you know what you have to do because at the end of the day, God, you know, takes you to sleep and wakes you up and nobody else. So really, man, who the fuck is anybody else to tell you that, yo, son, go to bed at this time or, or not? Well, unless you're in jail. Oh, no. But <laughs> you know what I mean? But yo, fellas, man, this was great. Hey, Tayo. The latest addition to, you know, Pop Wine Central. You know what I mean, bro? So we're going to see you next week, Tuesday, same time. You know. Hey, oh. <laughs> hey just, just just to clarify, because this is like my third or fourth time, I still not have received my Palm Wine from AK. <laughs> wow. That he has some Palm Wine. So I'm just, you know, I'm waiting, brother. You know, I was dri- yeah. I was sipping on my brown today, but I'm still like, man. <laughs> We're both sipping on that brown right now, bro. But don't worry, man. I'll be an MD for my for my for my bro's wedding. We're definitely gonna break bread. You know what I mean? Um, when are you touching down, bro? Huh? When are you touching down? Now I'm out. Uh, you know, it's a lot of FBI agents on this. You know, this line right now. So uh, yeah, let's just take this offline and continue the conversation. You know, you know that you and Tayo in the same room is gonna be such a fun vibe, bro. So, I, I can't <laughs> wait for that, yo. This episode is damn near two hours, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, like, like, and this is the coolest thing about AK, not to keep it going. Like, this guy, like, creates vibes when he comes, right? So he'll be like, yo, come through, like, um, let's record. And I'll come, and it'll be a bunch of people in the house. I'll be like, bro, I thought you said we were just recording. And it's like a whole party. So we end up, like, going from recording to everybody laughing to partying to, like, five or six. And and then we do it over again. And I'm like, yo, that's so cool. I love it. I love yes. it. And like with the way that his family operates, it's like when you come in, like your family. Right. So like everybody knows everybody. Everybody's welcome. What do you want to eat? What do you want to drink? What do you do? You want to do this? Do you want to? I'm like, yeah. This is how it's supposed for to sure, be. For sure. For sure. You know, yeah, tired man. So. All right, Mr. Ak, Aziz, put you on the spot now. No. So. I just already know. <laughs> I just already know, man. You know, Aziz is just lucky that you know he's one of those cats that you know is so adamant about. I don't drink. I'm like, okay, fam, damn, you don't got to spend it all that much shit. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that I don't drink. I don't drink as much as you guys drink. <laughs> you guys, I don't know where it goes, but like, I'm like, yo, like, I just had a glass. My head is spinning. <laughs> yo. We're still over there, bottles still loading and stuff. Right. <laughs> but now, nah, man, listen, man, this was fun. This was swell. Tayo, you got your assignment. Um, this episode, you know, was sponsored by SITM Podcast. Go follow them. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, subscribe to our streaming platforms as well at Palm Wine Central and follow us on all streaming platforms at um, PWC Cast. PWC Cast on all social platforms, man. Follow us, man. You know, send us questions. If you want us to have a, you know, a topic, send us your questions, man. DM us or, yeah, man, DM us or, you know, leave um, a review on the, you know, the episode. Comment your questions, comment your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. If you think we suck, say that too. Say it with your chest at that. That way I know you said it. 
You know what I mean? So I know who I'm addressing. And if you say you love us, say with your chest too, you know what I mean? So I know who I'm appreciating. Either way, man, it's all love, man. You know, I'm Uncle AK, Bosman Aziz over there. Yo, you already know. Tayo over there, you know, the number one chef in the DMV. Go check him out. You know what I mean? He'll get you right. Valentine coming soon, next year. I know. he get you. Listen. Hey, man. This is Palmwine Central, and we are Audi. Hey, you Abdul, you know it's a sunshine in our state in West Africa in this continent year round. We all never worry about none, homie. <laughs> Turn up. Turn up. Turn the lights low. Can you feel the vibe? Can you feel the vibe? Can you feel the fire now?